0: Welcome to the New Faces of Democracy podcast, the show featuring ordinary people doing extraordinary things to stand up for our democracy. I'm your host, Nancy Bynum. This podcast celebrates people who've transformed their lives since 2016 and are transforming our political landscape by organizing, running for office, and generally stepping outside of their comfort zones. I hope their stories will inspire you to take action on your own. Head on over to newfacesofdemocracy.org for easy links to subscribe, follow on social media, and to get more inspiration. In this podcast, I speak with Alex Posen, co-founder of Resistance by Design, a company that designs accessories and products that allow you to tastefully and professionally express your political opinions. Alex knows beautiful design, having been creative director of her brother Zach Posen's fashion line. We will talk about the power of wearing your political beliefs on your sleeve the therapeutic benefits of creative activism, and how having more women in government will save the world. So here is my conversation with Alex Posen. Alex Posen, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here.
0: So Alex, I would love to start with you telling me a little bit about yourself and what you were doing prior to the election of 2016.
1: I am an artist of many different mediums, a visual artist probably first and foremost, but I've also worked in the theater and I've also worked for about a decade in the fashion industry as a creative director with my brother Zach Posen, who's a wonderful designer.
0: How involved, if at all, were you in politics prior to 2016?
1: Not particularly certainly not when i was working in fashion because that is an all consuming universe <laughs> where the only important thing is fashion i started to become more aware having children my son is now just about to turn 15 so in 2005 and then my daughter born in 2007 certainly having kids changed my relationship to the political environment or a different kind of awareness around it but it was really the lead up to the 2016 election and Hillary Clinton. Well, first the excitement of Obama's presidency and that phenomena, and then the excitement about Hillary and the potential first female president and what that meant to me, what that meant to my children, especially my daughter, that really kind of started to get me more deeply involved.
0: And today you're a co-founder of Resistance by Design Can you tell me about that business?
1: I started Resistance by Design in 2018. I have a partner, a co-founder, Dana Goldstein, and we started the business because we felt like there was a space for a different kind of design, clothing, accessory that would be politically opinionated, something that had a nuance to it and a way to give people tools to become everyday activists themselves. You can make phone calls. We used to be able to do protests before the coronavirus, but there's many ways to be involved in civic engagement. And our hope with Resistance by Design is to provide designs that give people another form of empowerment and way to express their beliefs.
0: Yeah, I loved it on your website. You talk about They're professionally appropriate, I guess you could say. They're tasteful, your designs.
1: Absolutely. When we started this, I noticed that there was a lot of abrasive political merchandise on the market. And I just felt that there was the possibility of a different tone. And our first designs were silk scarves. And that's really what launched our idea into a full business because I made a scarf that had drawings of every single female congressional candidate who was running in the 2018 election. And I created a pattern out of drawings that I did of each candidate. And that was a huge success. But the kind of magic of the scarf was that it was a gorgeous accessory and it was sort of nuanced. You could wear it in a business meeting, even with people of differing opinions. And it you kind of have to look a little bit more carefully or ask about it to know what it stands for and what it means. Yeah, that's
0: exactly the experience I had when I first saw someone wearing that scarf. And I was so curious because it was covered with these very detailed portraits and it just caught my eye. And I had to ask the wearer, what is that? And she took it off and held it up for me and explained the whole story of your business And it was a really informative, interesting experience to look at all the people you had drawn. Tell me about the process of designing that specific scarf.
1: It was an extremely powerful and meaningful experience. So coming up on 2018, we had this awareness that while we're still feeling a lot of hurt and disappointment from Hillary having had the election taken away from her and living with a Trump presidency, we did notice stories in the news about the vast number of women who were declaring their candidacy and running for Congress. And this fact was something that really gave me personal hope. And I saw it as sort of a harbinger of change and potential. And so we came up with this idea to draw all the candidates. And there were over 200 women to draw. And I sought out research and images of them to reference. And as I kind of figured out how I was going to represent each candidate, I tried to find depictions that would show them in action, not like the typical kind of front-facing candidate portrait, but on the go or after a speech or just to capture the realness of these women, that they're everyday people like you and me who have made this beautiful commitment and sacrifice for the sake of the country. And as I drew them, it was such an incredibly powerful and feminist exercise to see the diversity of the women running and really take in their humanity. And then putting them all together and kind of making an overall sort of tapestry design with all of their portraits. It was really magical. So it
0: sounds like the process of designing is sort of a therapeutic, artistic activity for you as well. Not just something for the wearer to get a benefit out, but you actually get some benefit out of designing.
1: Absolutely. I mean, after that, we also did a scarf that was inspired by the unprecedented number of women who were running for president, that we had six very strong female candidates. And that launched us into sort of a research period to really understand the history of women running for president and actually to discover the dearth of history of women running for president. There were very few, and the ones that did run did so in really extraordinary circumstances, like running for president before they could vote, (laughs) things like that. And so, yeah, both the drawing and the designing, but also the research and the learning has been a very rich process for me.
0: Let's just go back for a minute to your original impulse to do this. Was there one moment that stands out to you where you were like, I've got to do something? Or was it a series of moments? How did that work for you?
1: It really was my friend Dana calling me, reaching out and saying, Hey, And she's not a design person, particularly. She's a social entrepreneur, but she's very entrepreneurial and constantly sparking ideas. And it was really through this female friendship of somebody saying, hey, I have a feeling there's something we could do in the kind of apparel or accessory space. I have this inkling that there might be some room and we could do socks, we could do this, we could do that. And I sat with that, but it was the right communication at the right moment. And I really needed, it speaks to kind of my belief in women and female friendships. Like I just needed that green light. And there was something about the timing and the outreach that was my green light. And it just kind of freed up me to say, well, Hey, you know, it really is moving me right now. What I think really is going to be the story is the number of women. And, Hmm, there's a lot of socks out there. There's a lot of t-shirts, but you know what there isn't a lot of? There's not a lot of scarves or finer accessories. So it just kind of cascaded from that single outreach. So would you
0: say that women's issues are a common theme that unite your designs?
1: Absolutely. Dan and I both deeply believe that having more equal representation and more women in government is really one of the answers to save the country, save the world. I think it's extraordinarily important as well as diversity and representation in our government in general.
0: And I know that you guys give a portion of your proceeds to some not-for-profits. What are those?
1: We give a portion of our profits to organizations that support women in leadership roles. So we give to EMILY's List, Emerge America, Vote Run Lead, she should run. And then we've also had the fortune to do some collaborations with wonderful organizations like NARAL and the Women's March. So it's really been exciting. What's
0: been your best-selling design so far?
1: Well, up until a month ago, our first product was our major home run. The HerWave 2018 scarf actually continues to sell. And what you described about people wearing it, taking it off, showing it is a story we hear again and again. And often people will gift it. I don't know if you got gifted the one you noticed, but often women will show it and say take it and then they'll come back and order another one. So the thrilling part of sort of the explosion of our business was the fact that the impact of our first product was really organic and viral. It was like hand to hand. It wasn't through advertising. It just communicated on a human level and spread from woman to woman in that way and continues to do so. However, a month ago, or a little bit more than a month ago, I was sitting in my quarantine and reading all about masks and decided I needed to make a set of masks for myself and my family. And I created the Vote Mask, which is just a simple kind of tailored cotton mask with very, very bold letters that say vote on it. And this mask has just been explosively popular. And I think it's because when I made it, it was from my gut, like it was sort of me processing everything that was happening. And my frustration and fear and anger at our current administration and their ineptitude and just the imperative need to do something to say something. But of course, when you wear a mask, your mouth is covered up. So something about putting this giant word vote felt really kind of poetic and powerful to me. And I posted just an image of of my own mask and it started resonating and then we started producing them. And then big names have been finding it as well and wearing it. So last week, Hillary Clinton wore it and posted about it. And and that was wow, beyond thrilling. (laughs) It was really, really exciting. That's amazing. Well,
0: I am eagerly awaiting my mask. I think I ordered it like three or four weeks ago. So I know it's a hot seller because it's taking a while, but that's Thank great. You for your patience. <laughs> <laughs> but I was really struck by the bold design of it and the direct connection. I still get pretty freaked out when I see people walking around in masks. It is not a common place in my mind yet. And so it still feels dystopian when you go to Very everyday activities like go to the post office or go to the supermarket, and you see people wearing masks. And to put that really bold four letter word on it is a direct correlation between the insanity of the time we are living in and the need we all have to vote. I mean, it is imperative. So I feel like the mask communicates that so effectively in such a simple, tight graphic. So that's my plug for your mask. I love it. We talked a little bit about how your wearers experience this, wearing their political beliefs on their sleeves, so to speak. And we talked a little bit about what impact that has when people notice it. Have you ever heard them talk about it sparking conversations with people who may not be like (laughs)
1: like-minded
0: necessarily hardcore democrats
1: well we definitely consider them conversation pieces and in the same vein that i have learned or dana and i have learned a lot in making these products and designs we ship all of our products with a legend sort of that will help the wearer learn about the people and the story behind our product so there definitely are conversation pieces. I don't think that I've heard that many stories from other people about sort of more confrontational experiences, although we do hear a lot that people feel the scarf is their shield or their armor, or that they're kind of cloaked in badassery. And so I don't necessarily know that it's inciting difficult discourse, although it may. I haven't heard those stories, but I do know that it provides a kind of mojo and sense of protection for the people who are wearing it.
0: Well, I love that. And I didn't mean necessarily difficult discourse. I just meant, because of course, hopefully we're not interacting with too many people who are gonna, especially in a professional environment or wherever these people may be wearing them, hopefully people are polite, but I just meant more like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, I never thought, you know what I mean? And who knows, people may be looking at it uh, across the boardroom table or wherever someone is wearing this and go, huh, that's really interesting. So I hope that's the case. And I imagine it is because it's just a scarf that really draws your eye to it. And you kind of sit there trying to figure it out for a
1: while. So I'm sure those conversations are out there. Yeah. I mean, now we're starting to gear up for the 2020 scarf as well. Oh, what's that? Well, it's sort of the same idea. It's although we have a decision to make, which is, are we going to do Her Wave 2020, which again will highlight all the women who will be running for Congress, or is this a moment to do our wave 2020? Anyway, this is sort of a philosophic question that we're approaching. And certainly if we do our wave, it's a lot more work for me (laughs) as the artist.
0: What's our Wave versus Her Wave?
1: Our way would be men and women, would be any Democrat who is running for Congress. I feel that we're at this do or die moment, a good guys versus bad guys juncture. And we all have to be pulling in the same direction. And so I'm trying to kind of decide which way to go with this next scarf, but in any case, It's meant to put wind in the sail of those Democrats running for Congress. That's great.
0: I have an idea also. I think someday you should do one devoted to, I mean, obviously not everybody running for state legislature, but something focusing on the states, because the more I learn about how important it is to elect Democrats at the state level, I think it's really important to amplify that message too. So, I mean, something to think about.
1: I couldn't agree with you more the language of those scarves with the portraits of these regular people doing their kind of civic duty and engagement is extremely powerful and there's so many communities that could be elevated and seen using that language teachers but it's a strong way to recognize those people
0: yeah frontline workers that would be a cool one too
1: it would be amazing. anyhow there's no i've no end of ideas <laughs> you'd have to work on. <laughs> My favorite thing. <laughs>
0: so I was going to ask you about upcoming designs for the election, but when is that going to be available? Do you think is that sort of a September thing?
1: That'll be a September thing. I'll basically be drawing like a mad person over the summer. And then we want to continue the vote mask just really feels like it can evolve into a movement. I mean, my fantasy would be to see them everywhere So we're continuing to work to do that. So you've been in fashion
0: for quite a while now. How is it a different experience for you to be designing for a socially conscious brand versus very glamorous, high-end fashion line?
1: In some ways, it's night and day. I feel like Resistance by Design is sort of more of an art project. There's not a timeline. It kind of comes from our gut. What do we feel is resonating in the moment? And we can be very sparse with our offerings there's not the pressure and fashion you're creating eight collections a year etc etc however i would say especially for my brother zach's design language i've always understood that clothing can make you feel a certain way or uh, an accessory makes you feel a certain way it gives you something and it's kind of mask like and so there is still a fundamental commonality, the power of a garment, the power of a design.
0: That's really interesting. You talked a little bit about being a mom and that awakening your political sensibility a little bit. I've certainly had a similar experience, and I've talked to so many mothers out there who feel the same way. What role has that played in what you're doing today? I mean, do you feel like you're setting an example for them? Do you feel like you're doing this for them in any way? I don't want to put words in your mouth, just thinking through ideas.
1: (laughs) Motherhood has been enormously impactful in terms of my commitment to resistance by design and my passion for it, both because I am conscious of my responsibility to be shaping the world for my children and While I think the world, my kids are incredible. And while I think my daughter could, (laughs) I'd like to hang up my hat right now and hand it over to her. It's not fair to be laying this all on our children's shoulders. Like we really need to be acting now to help mitigate the damage and help steer the ship in a better direction for our kids. But also certainly modeling my agency for my children and for my daughter. I think the 2016 election and Hillary's loss was just crushing for my daughter was nine at the time. I mean, she was so excited about Hillary Clinton and as was I, and it isn't an option to kind of go, oh man, that sucks. It feels important to show that we are powerful and we can make our voices heard and we can make change. So I definitely, for both of my children, but maybe most particularly, I feel that that's important to model for my daughter.
0: So we're wrapping up. I would love to hear though, before we are finished, about your personal journey. How has Resistance by Design transformed your life, potentially, hopefully enriched your life?
1: Between working in the fashion industry and doing Resistance by Design, I was really working in my home studio, making pretty abstract art. Part of my heart is like a total surrealist artist, and my imagination can dwell in pretty abstract spaces as well. However, there's something so thrilling about the concreteness of the Resistance by Design Project the sort of direct correlation to the wearers, to the customers, and to being able to be so responsive to the outside world. So it's, I don't know, kind of two different parts of myself, but it's been extremely gratifying and filling. It's beautiful. And how can our listeners buy your designs? They can visit our site at resistancebydesign.com. And we've got vote masks and some scarves and a really cool mug that has all the female justices, the Supreme Court justices. So please visit by Design.
0: Great. Well, Alexandra Posen, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. And I'm wishing you the best of luck with your business.
1: Nancy, thank you so much for taking time to talk to me. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening. New Faces of Democracy is created and produced by me, Nancy Bynum. And in addition to being the host, I'm also the CEO, the CFO, and the administrative assistant. If you enjoyed this episode, please help New Faces of Democracy grow by subscribing on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're looking for more inspiration, check out my other profiles at newfacesofdemocracy.org and follow New Faces of Democracy on Instagram and Facebook.